0: He is, or him and his wife, Stacey, uh, currently oversees C3 Kids Sydney. So they oversee all the C3, uh, the kids' programs across all our campuses and locations in Sydney. So, they have a, so they, all the kids, they're responsible for. You need to pray for these guys. <laughs> when you think about your kids, multiply that by hundreds and hundreds. And uh, so uh, God bless you. so they're currently overseeing c3 kids with the programming and all the other stuff doing a phenomenal uh job they're passionate about seeing young people and families firmly planted and engaged loving the house of god since taking the role nick and stacy have seen c3 Kids services grow and now oversee 13 services uh, 13 kids uh, programs kids services uh believe in creating not only fun but powerful filled services, making room for the power of God, working in the lives of young people. Graduates of C3 College, uh, so really looking forward to what Nick has to say today. Why don't we just stand up and give him a great hand as he comes to bring the message today. Thanks, Nick.
1: Thank you. Awesome. Hey, why don't you stay standing? Is that all right? Would I be able to get the mic up just a bit so I don't have to shout? Is Is that all right? Is that cool? Why don't you lift your hands this morning? Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for your amazing presence. God, we thank you that whenever two or more are gathered, there you are in the midst. God, we thank you that you would speak to us this morning through your word. God, I thank you that we would grow together. God, together as a a unit, as a mighty army, as a house growing together to know you better. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said Amen. amen. Give someone a high five. Welcome into church. Hey, so excited to be here this morning, and uh, yeah, I'm so honoured. I've been here a lot, but never spoken here before. It's such a beautiful place. Who loves your your venue? Such an amazing Roselle. You've got like million dollar views. How cool is that? We're in like a little valley at Oxford Falls, but you've got like multi million dollar property. This is awesome. I'm so excited. Hey, uh, yeah, so. Um, my wife, Stacy, and I, we are the family's pastors at Oxford Falls and overseas C3 Kids Sydney. Actually, um, I call it my street cred, and uh, so I wanted to get a little photo up there of my family. This is my wife, Stacy. She's on the far left, and uh, and that's my, my daughter, Briley. Bri- Briley, we, we like to call her beautiful Briley, but she's our ballerina. She every, Everywhere she goes, she's dancing. This morning, she chucked a, a dance, otherwise known as a tantrum. Because she will not wear a dress that does not twirl. And so but she's like, Stacey's like, I bought you this dress, it's so beautiful. And she's like, but it doesn't twirl. So she she twirls everywhere she goes. And that's Carter. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know you're a parent when your children go through these certain thresholds. And this week, Carter lost a tooth. And uh, you've all seen also in the movie, but I seriously cannot handle the tooth. I'm like, Bad. That was a joke. You can laugh whenever you want. That's good. Uh, you can't handle the tooth. Anyway, uh, I am so bad at medical situations. Uh, so uh, I've a, I've actually like like there must be a disorder of some sort that I'll claim. Uh, when when Carter was born, I went into the ultrasound and I had pretty much passed out. And that's just the ultrasound. So I can't handle. Yeah, the birth. I was sitting in the fetal position in the corner. Go.
2: <laughs>
1: so. So you can imagine what I was like with the tooth and uh so he he he's awesome he loves anything with balls and then that's obviously me or my my twin over there is awesome. Hey I'm so excited to be with you. How awesome are your pastors? I was I was saying to Nick this morning. Come on let's give him some praise. And uh it's not the uh, Mutual Appreciation Club, but you guys have the most amazing pastors and leaders. And uh, what you've got to understand is the weight that your leaders carry, the weight that your pastors carry is no small thing, even when Ward said before, Uh, Some people come up to you and go, oh yeah, what do you do during the week? You're like, you have no idea. But truly, we do not have any idea what our leaders and what our pastors carry. You should take every opportunity and make every opportunity to lay love on them, encourage them, give them money, give them houses. (laughs) Do I see any hands here this morning? (laughs) But seriously, they carry a weight and we are so thankful for you trailblazing, leading the way out here at Roselle. And the weight that you carry leading people into the kingdom of God is no small thing. So, every time you see them, give them a hug, a high five. Like I said, just throw money at them. I'm so excited to be here this morning. I've, uh, I was going to say about Presence that actually I got saved at the first Presence Youth, which is, uh, had a different name back then. And uh, so, it it's actually such an amazing time that you get to go away with God. You separate some time away with Him and, uh, and even bring people that don't know Him and uh, they'll get to, you know, experience God for the first time like I did 19 years ago. And uh, so I'm so excited. And uh, how, about, how about I just pray right now? Thank you, Jesus, for this morning. God, we thank you for your anointing God, we thank you for your enabling power of God. God, we thank you for every person that enters this place this morning. God, I thank you that we would not leave the same as we came, Lord God, but we would leave different, changed by your presence, changed by your word. God, I thank you that we would leave with a deposit of faith on the inside of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Just while your eyes are closed, I was thinking about this service as I was um, driving this morning. And, uh, and I was praying, God, what, what, what do you want me to say this morning? And uh, I got a picture of this place. As your eyes are closed, I got a picture of this place. I, I, I came in through those doors and I saw this place completely jam-packed. I saw seats being pulled out every week, extra seats. And there's like kids sitting down on the front, packing out the altar. There's just not enough room. I saw extra services. And all the team are like, no. But I saw extra services uh, being put on. But I saw this picture of a fire starting on the inside of Roselle. And I saw this like, like a warehouse full of fireworks. And I saw the fireworks going out into the, to the area, out into the city. And they were actually starting blazes, starting fires in different areas. And those fires began to spread. And those fires began to connect together as this place began to grow. And I saw the people in this house going out and coming back and going out and bringing people into this house. And uh, you know what? I, I don't know where Robbie went. Is Robbie still around? I was going to pray for, pray for him. I'll, I'll pray for him later. But uh, yeah, how cool is the, the presence of God? And I believe that God is going to speak to every one of you this morning. Amen? Yeah. God is going to speak a word in season. You can open your eyes now. I've gone back to preaching instead of praying. That's <laughs> awesome. Hey, but do we have our Bibles here this morning? All right. So, I'm going to lay some, some, uh, some ground rules. This is what I do. It's probably my youth background. And uh, everywhere you go, you need to take your Bible. It's the Word of God. Any moment, you might be, you know, inspired to read the Word of God. You've got it right there. I've got my, my Bible on my phone. I actually purchased it. That means that uh, if I'm stuck without Wi-Fi, and I see people, you know, everyone's like, oh,
2: without Wi-Fi,
1: what is wrong with that? And uh, But I, I turn off, I put it on airport, and I read it, and I got it. So I, everywhere I go, I've got it ready with me. Do you know this Word is the most powerful book in the world? It's so powerful that it's illegal in, in many countries. How crazy is that? It's illegal. It's the most stolen book. It, is, it was written over 1,500 years and uh, by 40 different authors, all with the same theme. Have you ever tried to get two people in a room, just two? Just two in a room and try to get them to write... A story with the same theme. It's, a bit, it's like a shamozzle, but 40 different authors writing with the same theme, and that's the redemption of humanity. And so, this Word is powerful. Who's ready? You're ready to f- receive a Word this morning? And, uh, and the other thing I wanted to say, again, it's my youth ministry background, but every time you come to this house, come with your Bible and come with something to write on. Come Whether it's your phone, whatever it is, you know, in school, we used to get out, like, because had dry skin, we used to, like, write each other's names in our arms and stuff, or write notes with the thing. But you could do whatever you want, you know, get a pen, write on someone's arm, whatever whatever it is that you uh, need to do to write it down. Because I believe that God is going to speak to us this morning. Yeah, who's with me? Uh, come on, who's with me? I'd say, God is going to actually drip something into your spirit. And when you come with your Bible, when you come with your notepad, you're actually saying to God, I'm here coming in expectation that you're, going to speak to me. And not only expectation, but when you write it down, you write it down. The Bible says that you write the revelation down so those who read it can run with it. Whenever I get the Word, I go I go back into my, I do it in my office because it's quiet. His house can be crazy sometimes. And I write what Pastor Phil set up that weekend. And I go, I'm going to do something about that this week. I'm going to apply it to my life this week. and And you do that and start to write it down. I believe that God is going to give you revelation. That's a big word for God saying He's going to turn the light on in some of your situations. You're in a situation and you could be in a dark place and, and you can't see much light in the circumstance. Today, God's going to drop a word in your spirit and the light is going to go on. There are two words for the word word in the Bible. One of them is the written word of God. That's the physical Word of God. That's the words that come out of my mouth and enter your ears when I say the Word of God. Those things, That's the written Word of God. But there's another word, and this is the word we should all just you know, love, and that is the revealed Word of God. How cool is that? That God would reveal His Word to your heart, and it'd be like out of head knowledge and drop into your heart. Because, you know, you can grow up in church or you can just hear about Christianity. And that, w- But when that's, that drip from the head into your heart happens, that's when the life begins to flow out of Jesus and the Word of God. So who's passionate? You can't tell that I'm passionate about the Word of God. I love the Word of God. It's amazing. And uh, who else is excited with me? We actually, yeah, we've come out of a series... Uh, a next step, taking somebody else on their next step. How cool is that? And, uh, th- and we've you know, heard Pastor Ward preaching. Uh, someone said it this morning. They were excited. That was cool. And, uh, and to- today, our mini-series, I think you said that this week, we're having a series of one week. It's amazing. It's called As For Me. As For Me. Today is As For Me. It's about appropriating family blessing. is about getting the blessing of heaven into our families, not just the families we're in, not just the families we lead, but the family of the body of Christ, seeing the whole family, whether you're a a mother or a father or a grandma or grandpa, husband or wife, or whether you just know somebody on the train, a relationship, whoever you're connected to. We want to see The whole body of Christ receiving the blessing of heaven, and that's what this week is about. And we're going to move into another series next week, but it's going to be amazing. So as for me, we want to see people receiving the blessing of heaven. I want you to open your Bibles this morning, Joshua 24 and verse 15. It says this, if you're there, say yeah. Yeah. If you like Shane Warne, advanced hair, yeah, yeah. I think I need advanced hair. As you might see that photo, I'm like... I only hang out with people smaller than me so that they can't see that I'm balding. It's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> so if you ever see me, if you're taller than me, look at you like this it's so you can't see that I'm balding. I'm not, I'm not that vain, to be honest. And anyway, so it says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether, it is the, whether it's the God who your fathers served on the, beyond the river or whether it's the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But for me, everyone say, but for me. Or, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I'm so excited to preach to you this morning a word from God about being a part of the vision, being a part of the picture, You know, God has uniquely put you in this place. You just didn't rock up by accident. You didn't rock up just by happenstance or by luck or by chance. That God has positioned you just like God positioned Joshua to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. He's positioned you uniquely and for a purpose here this morning. And I believe that we as a church are going to begin to see the blessing of God not just flow into our own lives, but to flow into others' lives. Going out and bringing people back in and taking God back out into the community, into our community, into our relationships, into our connections to see God's blessing come through to pass. And uh, Joshua was an awesome guy. Joshua was the king at the time. I'm pretty sure you can tell me if he was the king at the time. He actually was, wasn't Mo- Moses' son. He was just a guy who loved God so much, and he hung around. Every time they went to church together, Moses, uh, Joshua was hanging out. He's like, they like closed the place up. They turned all the lights off, and Joshua was the guy just hanging out there, just in the presence of God, waiting around, hanging around. And in Joshua 1, it says this, "'After the death of Moses, my servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun,' he did have parents just if you're confused about the son of none um, i think it was a guy's na- his dad's name obviously um, moses is aid moses my servant is dead now therefore uh, now then you and all these people get ready everyone say get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give you. The land in this story, the land for us is the blessing. The land, the land that we are taking people on is the blessing of heaven, the miracles of heaven, the provision of heaven, the supernatural miracles of visas coming in, the blessing of heaven coming in to your households and to everyone that you have in contact with. I will give you every place. Everyone say, every place. Where you set your foot, as I promised Moses, now no one will be able to stand up against you. Not anybody, not no one, no government, nothing. You, all of these days of your life, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Who's cool that, who's stoked that God is with us? when we go out. So I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Here you go. This is the clincher. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers. Do you know what? Today, I want to tell you that we as a church, we are going to lead people into the promised land that God has for their life. We are going to see people come into the house of God and they're going to find that the God of heaven and earth has a plan for their life and they have a reason for being on this planet. In Jeremiah 1, verse 4, it says this. If you've got your Bible, you can stay with me. It says this. It says, The word of the Lord. How cool is it that all these things, the word of the Lord kept coming to people this morning. The word of the Lord is going to come to you, Ryan. It's going to come to you this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Do you know what? You were made a part on purpose. You were made a part of the picture for a reason. You were made and you're positioned in your family, in your relationships that you have, in all those positions at work that you hold. You were positioned for a reason, that you were made a part of that picture on purpose, that you were made. Do you know God didn't have one of you? You know, he, he was actually in heaven. They're all having a dance party. You know, that's what it's like when we when we go into heaven. Everyone's having a dance party. They're all like,
2: and all the angels are like, yeah, yeah, we're praising God. And they're,
1: they're all up there dancing. They're having an awesome time. They're just, you know, they're, just, they're like,
2: oh, cool. There's a gold street. We're so stoked. It's awesome. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. And they're all praising, and God's standing there about no, thousands of years ago, and he's like, Hang on a minute. And all the angels, all the music, like the mic kicks over. And they're like, what's going on? It's like, I've got an idea. And all the angels are like, what's that, God? It's like, we're going to have a robbie. And all the angels are like, yeah, that's awesome. Crank the music back up. Praise your God, praise your God. And they stop and they're like, hang on a second, God. What is a robbie? And God's like, oh, it's going to be amazing. He's going to be born in like 1980 or something like that, (laughs) being really generous. God's not that vague about when he he designed you to be, but I'm a bit vague about how Robbie old is. He's like, he's going to be in 1980. He's going to be married. He's going to have amazing kids. He's going to have an amazing job. He's going to see thousands of people coming into the house of God. He's going to be super successful. He's going to you know he's to be an amazing man. And all the angels are like, yeah, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. But God didn't have one of you, so He made one of you. He actually made you. How cool is that? And in in Psalms it says that he fearfully
1: and wonderfully made you. There was no there was no hesitation. There was no like
2: second thought. It wasn't like whoops, you know, I accidentally made that person. He actually made you for a reason and a purpose. And that is that we would begin to see. Family blessing coming into our house, blessing flowing into every area of this church, every area of this city, every community, every
1: workplace, every sporting team, that we would begin to see God's blessing flow through this city in the name of Jesus. He's made you for a reason and a purpose. You know what? Come on. That's good. I love it. Come on. And in Jeremiah, it says this about the potter and that we are like a piece of clay and that God is. Fashioning us and making us and we're not meant to be a pot that sits on the shelf and we're like, man, I'm a cool pot. I can just sit here. You're not an ornamental pot. You're not an ornamental person just sitting around doing nothing, but you have a calling. You have a reason. And God is calling you as a part of a bigger picture. You know, the most annoying thing, Pastor Ward, is I go on holidays every year and my wife makes me do puzzles. That's not the annoying bit. The annoying bit is somewhere between each year a piece goes missing. And it's so frustrating because without that peace... The picture isn't a picture. It's just like a hole in the middle of the picture. And it's like always the best bits that you're missing. And like it just throws the whole picture out. And that's the same thing that we were made as a piece of the picture, a piece of the puzzle. And that scripture in, in Corinthians where it's we are part of the body. And you know what? I am an awesome pinky, just letting you know. I'm a really good pinky. But I tell you what, if I'm the pinky that thinks I can be the head and the toe and the arm and the leg man I would make a terrible arm and a leg but I tell you what you guys you'll make an awesome leg you you know what you'd make an awesome whatever but God has called you as a part and as we function together as we move
2: together as an army made specifically uniquely you know what God specifically made my pinky I don't know what for but he made it for a reason and a purpose but he's saying today for you, every one of you in this room, whether you
1: feel it or whether you don't, God has made you for a reason and a purpose, and it, and it's for the blessing to come upon your family. He's made you a part. He's made you a part for a purpose. Do you know what? Not just made to sit on the shelf, not to just warm a chair, not to just be set apart for the sake of being set apart, not to be given gifts or talents just to sit on the shelf and gather dust. We are actually called to use the things that God's given us for a reason, for a purpose. And you know what the coolest thing? For a person. How cool that we could use the things that God has given us so that someone else could be blessed. Someone else's life could be enriched. Someone else's life could receive the full blessing of heaven, miracles coming into their life. And the, the, I love this. That for, But for a person, but for a, uh, for a family. He wants to see your family come to Christ. And that's your personal family. Your mom, your dad, your auntie, your uncle, your neighbor. There is Always a person on the other side of your obedience. When you say to God, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start to walk out that thing that you've given me. I'm going to start to live out that call of God for my life. There's always a person. It's not for just the sake of you doing your amazing thing and everyone's looking at you going, man, you're an awesome pinky. I love you so much. It's that you could actually impact someone's world. How cool is that? That we are made for a purpose. Everyone say purpose. And so 1 Corinthians says this, verse 1, uh, chapter 1 verse 20, 27, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. You might be sitting here this morning and going, man, I am terrible. I have nothing going for me. And, uh, and I can identify with that because I have no natural talent at all, just none. And uh, I was like, God, you left me off the list when you put all the talents together. And but I'm joking. I know God's given me some gifts. It's awesome. But, you know, that even in our weakness, God chooses to use us. And those things that lay dormant on the inside of you that God has called you, you have a purpose, and you might be sitting on the shelf, and you might have shelved yourself, you might have chosen not to empower those gifts that you have on the inside of you, but I tell you what, even in your weakness, even in your dysfunction, even in, in, in those things that you struggle with every day, God still wants to use you, you still have a purpose, you still have a reason, you are still part of the picture, no matter where you are, the circumstances you're facing today, God is going to drop a seat of faith on the inside of you to start to ignite something again afresh this morning. I believe God is going to revive dreams this morning or Birth dreams inside of you. When I was first saved, I had a picture in my spirit that I was going to lead thousands of people in worship. And I didn't know how that was going to happen. I didn't know what that was going to look like. And in fact, I never actually got up on a stage. Well, I did. I used to worship and stuff. But I didn't get to see thousands of people worship Jesus in that context. God gave me a different way of achieving that dream. I began to preach, and I preached at phenomenal one time, and I actually saw thousands of people coming to Christ. It was amazing. In my school, there were thousands of people, not all of those came to Christ. In my school, I saw all my entire school... Every single one of them down the front, praising, worshipping God. Do you know what? When you get a dream on the inside of you, you can get that passion on the inside of you, God will bring it to pass. God will make it happen. Just like Ward, Pastor Ward said this morning, that the God is a God of the now. He'll bring it to this day and to this hour. God has appointed you, appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You're like, hey, I'm a prophet. But He's called you. He's appointed you. He appointed Jeremiah as a prophet. God has appointed you. You have an appointment with god you have an appointment with humanity to do the things that god has called you to do you have an appointment has anyone seen um the terminal has anyone seen that movie the terminal is really old check it out on netflix anyway it's an old cleaner guy and the guy that gets stuck in the airport he's like trying to make an appointment he's trying to chat to this guy about something that he lost anyway this is totally irrelevant but he's like do you have an appointment He's like, like he's like, doesn't want to talk to him unless he has an appointment and he's just the cleaner. It's funny. Anyway, you should watch it. I think that was a had-to-be-there joke. I should, that a had-to-be-there joke. But you have an appointment, an appointment, an appointment from God. You are appointed to this place to this house, to see people come to Christ in the name of Jesus. And it says this in the rest of Jeremiah in that, in that passage. It says, you must go to everyone I send you to say, it, to say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. And down see, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root, to pull down, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. And in Isaiah, it says, in 6, 8, it says, Then I heard of the voice of the Lord again. That's a word for some of you this morning. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. You know, this morning, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to pray that as a declaration over your life, over your family. But you need to put up your hand and you need to say, God, I'm here. Send me. God, I'm here use me. And that we wouldn't be that shelved clay jar on the shelf, that we would be a people that put our hand up and say, God, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I will stand in the gap for my family. I will pray for my family. I will pray for my friends. I will bring my friends to church. I will bring my friends. And that's what God is asking us to do here this morning. It says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, then choose this day for yourselves whom you shall serve, whether it's the gods of your forefathers or the gods of the Amorites. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to close your eyes this morning as I come to a close. And maybe you've never understood that idea of purpose before. Or maybe, maybe you're just getting to know this whole thing about God. But I want to tell you this morning, your number one purpose, the number one reason you are here on this planet is for a relationship with God. That you were made for a purpose and made for a relationship. That you were made as a part of the picture and a relationship with Jesus. 19 years ago I was just a snotty old disobedient little kid 15 years old and I was in a room just like this and I hated my mum and dad, I hated my life at home and I was an angel at school and my world felt as messy as it could be and I came to a, a place, a night service just like this, in a room just like this. And I was sitting in a room and a guy by the name of Russell Evans was preaching. And he made a call and he said, does anybody in this room want to meet Jesus this morning, this evening? And my heart and my head were having a battle. And I knew that God was speaking to me this morning. God is speaking to some of you this morning. Maybe that's you. You need to ask Jesus Christ into your life. I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. Or maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe you're like those who Joshua was talking about, serving the gods beyond the river. That you've gone back to your old life. That you've gone back to your old way of thinking. And that you need to receive Christ again. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to say this prayer all together. So when you to say this with me, Dear Jesus, come on, let's say it with passion. Dear Jesus. I ask you into my life this morning. I give you my life this morning. Forgive me for what I've done wrong and the sin that I've done. Forgive me. Make me whole. I want to be your friend. In Jesus' name, amen. With every eye closed, if that's you this morning, you've said that prayer for the first time or you've said it afresh in your heart, Why don't you just give me a wave? And we're not going to get you down the front. I just want to see, and I can pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone here this morning, I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else here this morning? Thank you, Jesus. You know what, God, when I was praying for this service, God gave me a specific number for those who are going to lift their hands and acknowledge Christ this morning. And I believe there's one more person. And God, right now, there's there's a battle in your heart and your head just let that revelation let that thing drip into your spirit just let God God is a gentleman he won't force his way in he's just standing there knocking that argument is just a knocking of Jesus on your heart if that's you this morning just one more person I'll wait another couple seconds if that's you this morning thank you Jesus I'm going to pray God we thank you for those awesome bold declarations that were made this morning and lifting their hands. God, we thank you that you pour out your spirit. God, that you would meet them where they're at this morning. God, that you would meet their needs. God, that you would meet the things that only they know about, Lord God. And God, I pray tonight as they put their head on their pillow and go to sleep. God, I thank you that you begin to speak to them. Begin to reveal yourself to them in new ways. In the name of Jesus. Amen.